0: This is inside the natural state, an Arkansas sports podcast. Here are your hosts, Zach and Steve. What's up, everybody? We are back after the bye week. What's up, Steve? What's going on, buddy?
1: How
2: are you, Zach?
0: Oh, not bad. Will, how we doing over there, bud?
2: Oh, great. Week off.
0: Are we? Are we rested? Are we ready for for Kentucky? We
2: are. Yes. <laughs> i was gonna it's say the I team? am. <laughs> but
0: the question is, is is the team welcome I bet
2: to Trey in Trey Knoxes? Yeah, I bet he <laughs> yes. goes off.
0: Yeah. Yes. Welcome to Inside the Natural State, man. It is finally game week once again, and uh, I gotta. Before we get started, I want to ask you guys a question. It was, would you rather, okay, would you rather have eight or nine wins and a bowl loss, or a ten-win season with a bowl win, or a six and six with a, bowl, with, a with a minor bowl? Well, wait. Like, would you rather?
2: Is that a, really on, a question?
0: On a, on a consistent basis. Okay, I was about to say, what are we... On a are consistent we... basis every year, not just one year. It's, it's consistently. Consistent 10 wins every year with a bowl win. Okay? Eight wins with a bowl loss or six and six across the board. Well, I mean, I'd rather have the 10 wins and a bowl win every year. I mean... So there's a reason I asked that. They asked us on one of the local radio stations one morning. And I didn't think it was even I a, 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 I didn't even think it was, it was even... A, a, a fair question, right? I mean, anybody in their right mind would say ten wins and a bowl win. Yeah, but and here's—I got a bone to pick with you, by the way. Okay, don't ever put that voodoo black magic on the baseball team, <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. Dude, what?
2: Oh, oh. Yeah. We no. were having, yeah, <laughs> we were having
0: a discussion when I first brought up the "Would You Rather" question for the the show. And he said, I'd rather beat Alabama. Would you rather beat Alabama or go 0-53 in baseball? And I said, if we go 0-53 in baseball, you're going to see our grown man cry. Should we? Never mind. We won't say what <laughs> <else> was said.
1: <laughs> we won't say what the rest was said. But anyway. No, no but anyway. So. so, so yeah, no, and I mean, I get where Will is coming from. I, we all want to beat Alabama. But um, no, that would. We can't. We can't. We can't do that to the baseball program. No, it's no. the only thing we got it's right the, now. Yeah, it's all we have to hold out. It's hope. all we
0: have. So if you if you would kindly remove that curse from the baseball program, that's fine. Which, by the way, do we have an update on Casey Martin?
2: No, He's, but I was going to ask you. It was the very next day. Whenever that come out, right? I know
0: you did. You,
1: <laughs> you, you did that. <laughs> He's over there punching his voodoo doll, like, <laughs> what
0: <the> hell, man? <laughs> like right in the face. <clears throat> but,
1: <laughs> crack. Yeah, that's um. That's rough, but he'll
0: he'll be all right. I'm not. I wouldn't be concerned. What so. was it that you had said? Maybe he'll stop chasing those uh, low and inside balls. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> if he'll learn to hit a breaking pitch, we'll be in good shape. We're not trying to hit one, so yeah, he'll be fine. I, I'm and that's that's I think the least of our concerns for the for for right now. So right. So let him let him have some time. It you know just on that it is weird that we didn't really hear much from Casey this summer, and uh-uh. I, I thought really this would be you know he didn't make USA baseball um and then he you know kind of everybody thought he'd go play summer ball somewhere and he just kind of came home so i know he worked out all summer but it was real quiet so hopefully he was really grinding on what we're talking about right now because that that's his big right now that's his biggest challenge is, is really picking up those pitches and and understanding pitch counts and so and then hopefully he got a lot of work at shortstop because yeah. obviously he was a liability there
0: last year but uh so we had one thing happen uh during the bye week and that was the Razorback basketball program had their red-white game for the first time in 20, what, five years? They were inside a barn hill? Yeah, it was really cool. Did you see the Yes for it? So, so I got to ask. Somebody mentioned on Twitter about the floor. Yeah. Here, here's my thing. Do they not know that they don't play basketball in there anymore? Apparently, that guy didn't, which he does now, but I... Which I'm not taking anything away, but you can't call yourself an Arkansas fan if you don't know that Arkansas basketball does not happen inside of Barnhill.
2: I don't think he didn't know. Well, hold on. I think he knew they didn't play basketball. I don't think he knew that they used it for gymnastics and volleyball and, and well, other sports like
0: that. You know, that. They're, and again, I'm not digging on the guy because, I, you know, he. I mean, he, he was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense now. Okay. They're not going to pull the floor up and do it like a basketball court for just one game. No, uh uh-uh. uh But I will say seeing Eddie Sutton, Nolan Richardson in there and and just the atmosphere back in that arena man brings back memories. Yeah, it was pretty
1: cool. Like just just watching how the game went and and watching the crowd and you know none of us had the opportunity to go up. Um we all had things going on, but um, it was really cool just to see some of the video and the pictures from it. Um, I thought it was really interesting. It was a good idea. I think they did a lot of, you know, like 80s stuff and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, a bunch of 80s music, which was cool. Um, but, man, in terms of the product on the floor, um, these guys are going to shoot the ball a ton.
0: They're going to shoot a lot of threes. The one thing that concerned me was Isaiah Joe getting cold.
1: Yeah, I mean, but.
0: But, again, it's it's first game, new it's... new system. But
1: not even that, I mean it's a new building. Like it is I mean the optics in the building shooting in that in that facility is probably way different than the the practice facility and obviously Bud Walton. So I'm not as concerned about the cold shooting. I think that, you know, a lot of the guys shot cold except for 7'3", Connor Vanover, who I to I really
0: hope he gets eligible this year. But yeah. I don't I, – being this close, I don't think it's going to happen. No,
1: I think actually the fact that it's this close and they haven't said anything might actually be better for us. Because really? Because a lot of times these things come out real close to when the season starts. So it's possible that we could go into that first game the day of and find out Vanover's eligible. And he can play in all the scrimmages. Um, so he's going to get to work with the guys. And then if for some reason he can't. If he can't, then it just – further proves the hypocrisy of the NCAA, in my opinion, because right. you look at guys like Justin Fields and, and others who have gotten waivers, and the Fields deal was always weird, and, and the, the Tate deal was weird. Um, but, I mean, Vanover, w- whether he came home for his grandmother or not, his grandmother is in really bad health. And, and I mean, if there's anybody that should be eligible for a waiver it's in this scenario, it should be him, not Justin Fields, just because he didn't – well, we won't talk about
0: – Well, now that – since, since we're on the subject – of, well, somewhat of basketball. <laughs> <sighs> what did you guys think of Kansas basketball? <sighs> Snoop Dogg.
2: So what, we, get so what, we smoke just fun, go get a lighter? that's Please. how it's supposed to be.
1: Okay. So I'm going to take this for, I had absolutely, n- okay. I don't have a problem with what they did. I, it's college. I thought it was an, I thought it was an interesting idea. I didn't have, so, so I'm not offended by the acrobatic dancers um, and the, oh the, the silver <laughs> non-stripper poles um, and, and the joints being smoked by the mascot and the, the the, gun, the the money guns? The money being shot at the recruits. I, I don't...
0: That, and I was going to say, that whole front row, you knew that was recruits.
1: Yeah, so I don't have a problem with any of that in terms of like, say, Arkansas wanted to do it. Like, I know that the fan base would melt down because it's so offensive. They would lose their minds. I didn't find it offensive. I found it incredibly tone deaf and stupid by the decision makers at Kansas considering what they're doing. It's almost like they, they, they took every middle finger they could find in Kansas and shoved them at the NCAA and said, come on, bring it on.
0: We don't give a crap about what you're going to do to us. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who's the athletic director? Good old, good old Jeffy Long. <laughs> Interesting. Didn't he fire somebody because of integrity and morals? Oh,
1: no, no, no. He did not. I'm you know, gonna, this, you, is, <laughs> this is going to be the last time that I say this. I had to. You know I, know I did. And because and I... I this is... Oh, my goodness. You know I had to say I mean, it. Jeff Long did not make a decision he made based on integrity. The university got lucky, okay? Period. Like, they had no choice but to do what they did. So, it's just ridiculous to me that people think that Jeff Long has got all this integrity. I'm like, come on, guys. Jeff Long is not the most... He's not filled with integrity, and and he's also not filled with many smarts. If he doesn't know what a Snoop Dogg show is going to look like and and the, and the optics that it's going to set, like I
0: just, oh, that whole thing is
1: wild to me, man.
0: What got me was he he said he said, well, we requested the family version of it. What's a family? Version? It's Snoop Dogg for crying out loud! I wish we could play the clip
1: of Snoop Dogg on the Howard Stern show, like. I wish that we could, we would never be able to air it because obviously it's the Howard Stern Show and then the language. (laughs) I mean, the Cliff Notes version is basically Snoop said, F you guys, I don't care. (laughs) This is my show. Like, what'd you think you were paying me for? You you
0: pay for Snoop Dogg, you get Snoop
1: Dogg. I mean, he said, everybody there seemed to have a good time. They did. I mean, you know, there was some acrobatic dancers on but, poles but it was cool
0: I, <laughs> I i agree and i had to jab you a little bit about no, that know. about that and that was <laughs> hilarious oh, i don't know so what are some of the what are some more of the takeaways that we had from the white red white game wow i can't speak tonight well
1: like i said i mean you know you were talking about joe i thought that that was i thought i thought that was interesting um from you know from a shooting perspective and how they spread the floor and um, and and who they used at times, but you know the biggest takeaway for me is Vanover and, and how important he will be. I mean, we knew that we we're going to have some issues in you know from a um, from an inside you know, standpoint. We're, we've got some right. size issues. Uh, we're going to have to play four forward guard, forward guard lineups a lot. So we we well knew we're going to we're going to be small this year, yeah, we, I mean. and we knew that. But you get Vanover and he's a he's a he's a difference maker because he's not your typical Gafford big guy. I mean, he is a true spread the floor big guy. Now he yeah. he doesn't run well. He's not gonna be the first guy up and down the floor. You know, Gafford would go head first like he's running through a wall to get to the other side yeah. of the floor. Vanover's not gonna do that. Vanover is he's a little slow, he's a little, you know, cumbersome. He he doesn't move great, but he moves a he moves really well for a 7-3 guy. But more importantly, he shoots. Extremely well for a seven-three from all over the floor.
0: Yeah, I heard his. Now I, again, I haven't been able to do much research on the basketball team yet. I've, i but we did, we did get a chance to talk to Eric Musselman a few months back, mm-hmm. um, and he even said he said, you know, one of the things that he said going into the season is this is going to be a small basketball team. Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as the identity, he did he doesn't know yet, and and to me, to me that's okay. You know, if it were anybody else. I'd be kind of panicked, going, okay, this guy's, you know, he's coming from what is what, what is Nevada, the Mountain West? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, and and he lived off, and they were talking about it earlier uh, a few weeks ago. He lives off of transfers and and graduate transfers. He did it in Nevada because he had to, but but he had to. Yeah. Now you've got this recruiting base in the SEC. I'm actually the, – the guy hasn't even coached a game yet, and I'm already pumped up and excited, and I haven't been like this in a couple of years. Yeah,
1: and, I mean, it's – I think it's, you know, it's almost the football effect where we got really excited about Morris and how well he came in recruiting and, and was really hot to start.
0: I um, still I still say give him five years. I,
1: and I do too. I think that – well, I don't know about five. We'll see how this year ends and what happens because he's going to be here next year regardless. Um, we got to see how – I think at the, at the end of three, we'll have a really good barometer of where this program's headed. But on the basketball side – um, you know, the difference is, so <clears throat> we've talked about this in his recruiting ability. I think he's an amazing recruiter. Now, I think he's learned that. And I think in his previous stops, he's had to, you know, rely on the transfer market because, A, it's Nevada and, and getting, you're not just going to be able to recruit world beaters to Nevada, but you can bring, you know, upperclassmen guys that have experience in to really help your program. So, he did really well in that scenario at Nevada. Um, here, the thing is, is he walks into a perfect situation, because a perfect storm, really, when you think about how good – this is probably – this 2020 class, for as good as the class that just came in, that Mike brought in his last class um, with, with Joe and these guys, for as good as that class was, this is probably the best basketball class of, of kids out of the state of Arkansas ever. I maybe That may be a stretch. But it's if it's not, it's number two. I mean, it's one A, one B, or one one two. This class, and in the, and, I'm, and I'm including a guy like Moses Moody who left the state, but uh, to go to a prep school. But this class is insane. Like it, it is deep, and that well, was something he's else. Even
0: that, even uh, just because he left the state, he's still an in state guy, right?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, he's well. And that's what I'm saying. I still count Moses Moody because he's he's a guy from here, and he's got
0: Arkansas ties. Did His you parents, notice though that once he started, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but did you notice though that once he once he settled down and started really hitting the recruiting road hard, all these guys Mike didn't care about are, are decommitting and going, all right, we'll take a second look at Arkansas. Well, and I think that's an attention to detail and
1: also just a, con- a coaching and connection situation. You know, yeah. Mike, did you – We'll talk about this later. Um, I just thought that it was funny. There was a quote. Have you seen the Mike quote from from Okay? Oh
0: yes, I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we gotta what? find. We'll find it a little bit. It's Wait a minute. It's cool. a Look uh, up, it just came out. You might be able to find it real quick. I don't remember who released it, but
0: it said something along the lines of "Well, it may not be." you know, 60 minute or 40, 40 minutes, minutes of hell, sure. but it'll be, you know, 15 minutes yeah. of hell and then another 35, of what the hell are we doing? Yeah,
1: and it's it's like three different, you gotta find yeah. it. It's from their press conference. I think it was yesterday. Um, I was reading that when I was at the gym this morning. But, um, so yeah, I mean, from, so that is, that shift of what they've been able to do um, from a recruiting standpoint and getting guys, you know, like Devontae Davis, I mean, Devo's a big piece of that when you see, this is a guy that had no interest in Arkansas when Mike was here, and really up until yeah. a couple of weeks ago had no interest in Arkansas. But Mus has really dug and dug and dug and made a relationship there, and he and he got him out. So,
2: well, um, him? Uh, today they officially they just officially offered Devonte Davis. Yeah, and they just officially gave him his offer.
1: Right, and he and my guess is is he's if he's not if he didn't commit on the spot he will. Now he's got some visits I think he wants to take. I, I was reading some stuff on him earlier, um, and I, I can't remember. I think he's got two visits. He's wanting to take Auburn might be one of them. Um, so he, you know, it's going to be a fight, I think. But I just I'd I have a hard time believing that we're not going to land Devonte Davis um, or any of most of those guys. I mean, that, that's Mus is doing a great job, um, and and again, like I said, he's benefiting from the fact that this state has. Is producing some some studs right now, and especially in this twenty twenty class. The twenty twenty class was already really good, and now that KK's blown up and run out to, and went out to Oak Hill. Um, I mean, there's some serious talent in this class that the, and, and I mean they'll this could be a top twenty-five, top twenty class or higher if he could land all these guys. So there, there's great potential with what they've got coming.
0: Um and yeah, Mike Mike Anderson. It, 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 yesterday, he's it may not be a full forty minutes of hell. It'll be you know thirty minutes of hell, and then thirty five minutes of what the hell are we yeah, doing? It, it was it's it's a it, I, quote. I, I was dying. Yeah, but so I mean that was some big
1: some some good things that we I think that we saw out of the red white game. Uh, Moses Moody's parents were there. That was big. Uh, Moses. was we? But
0: do uh, we, and we'll jump into your little recruiting tidbit yeah. here in, in a little bit. But uh, um. Have we heard anything from Isaac
1: uh, Isaac McBride?
0: Isaac McBride, that's
1: quiet. I haven't heard anything. So um, I know he had other visits.
0: So, so when does? And again, this is coming from me, and I have absolutely no idea about recruiting and how it all works and everything. And I'm okay with that. Um, That's why we have Steve. Um, But when does basketball recruiting really kick off? And I mean, really hot and heavy. You know, because everybody knows, you know, football national signing day. You know they they have they have their early recruiting period what right. in December yeah December and then you have year. you have national signing day in in, fe- in, fe- in jan- first yeah, week February, February. Yeah. so you you know everybody knows football and that's kind of a year around thing yeah then you hear about basketball and you don't hear much and then comes baseball and it's like nothing well so basketball has similar basketball has an
1: early signing period which is coming up I don't know the exact date but I know it's coming up where they can sign it's around the first part of the basketball seasons. And then, of course, they have another one. It's, I think, closer to spring. So we should start seeing some guys where they can actually sign here pretty soon. Um, Again, I would think so. You bring in KK and Moses on the same weekend, it's the 18th through the 20th. Um, You're bringing those in on the same weekend. They've got – and I have to go back and look. They've got several. I think they had a couple guys in this past weekend. They've got some guys coming up this weekend. Um, I think they've got guys coming up, yeah, for the Auburn game, which is the 18th of the 20th. So that would be, the, you know, KK and, and, and Moses. So um, those – I, I really feel here in the next three weeks, two and a half, three weeks – you're gonna start seeing dominoes fall. And now I don't know what Mo I don't know when Moses plans to sign. I don't know if he's going to hold out till the very end. Um, same thing with KK. I would think that with the way KK's blown up, he'll probably wait. Didn't
0: um did I saw something on Twitter today where where Florida signed a guy. And I guess that means that he that 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 closed the door for Florida as far as Moses Moody, I think.
1: I don't remember. I haven't seen that. I'll have to look that up. I haven't but, seen But um
0: all right. Next segment, we're gonna break down Kentucky and uh, get back into game week mode.
1: Yeah, this is gonna be kind of a, a we're, we're coming to you a little late this week. Gonna so be a short some one. Things going on, but hey, yeah, this will be a little shorter one this week. So maybe maybe this will be the new format. So we won't be like an hour and a half long anymore. Right? The <laughs> wheels over there,
0: please. Yeah, well, that, that's partly talking. my fault you know, hey. with all my shenanigans hey, stuff. So. But uh, we, just like to talk, man. we don't we don't have Hutch this week. Um, he's he like he said. I pro- he's probably getting gearing up and. Uh, Yeah, so next, coming up next, Steve and I and Will jump into the Kentucky Wildcats. You're listening to Inside the Natural State. Subscribe to Inside the Natural State and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Natural State Sports.
1: Welcome back, guys. How are you, Zach? How was that first segment for you? It's good. How was that break in between for you? <laughs> God, Oh, God. <laughs> Later. Oh, oh, man. man. <laughs> oh, oh, good times, man. We,
0: we ought to do this on a live stream just to let everybody see what we do. We have way
1: too much fun with this, so, right? So, we uh, touched on basketball and some other things, you know, this great bye week of ours. But now it's time to get into football. Um... You know, guys have been – this has been a good week, you know, good two-week break. They got to kind of reset themselves
0: last week. and A lot of injuries are, are healing and coming back. Um, yeah. I
1: mean, you look at the injury report from today, and it looks like, I guess, Colton Jackson's the biggest concern at this point. Yep. Uh, may not play, probably won't play at this point. I think, you know, Morris likes to have uh, – well, he's trying to create this policy that you – you know, that if you don't practice by Wednesday, you don't play on the weekend. Now. I mean, there are certain guys like when I think Trey Knox or, or Burks, one was just dealing with some issues earlier this, uh, um, this season and, and they played him regardless, but so Colton Jackson being out could be, could be big, but, it you know at some point Myron Cunningham has to step in and, and show his work. Yeah, what what happened to that? Well, again, I mean, you're talking about going from JUCO level to SEC level football. So and, and 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 from what we can see from the outside looking in, is it seems like it's a scheme that's a little difficult to pick up. So I mean, maybe that's a big part of it. Is he still trying to learn the scheme? You know, I heard something on Hudson Henry. Not I mean, not to change gears, but part of the reason why Hudson Henry's not on the field is because they're trying to to teach Hudson that, hey, you actually deserve to be out there. Like, you, you belong on that field. So, you know, act like it kind of thing. So, I think that's been, been one of the big questions, um, you know, for Hudson as well. So, it's probably, you know, something similar to the, along those lines. With,
0: well, we're you know, also, I mean, we're also really deep at, at, at uh, tight end as well.
1: We are and I mean that that you know, it makes sense that Hudson's not playing. I'm just saying that but it, pro- it's that correlation's probably a lot of why Meyer and he's just not picked it up yet.
0: So. And and again, I mean, it's no surprise that we haven't seen any of the red shirt freshmen out there here uh the last couple of weeks. I Are we going to see any of them at any point this year? Well,
1: interestingly enough, um, you know, there's been a lot of pub getting thrown around about KJ Jefferson over the last week, and KJ is traveling. So Chad Morris came out yesterday or today, I don't remember, and and announced that KJ's traveling. So um, that's a big development. That, to me, tells me that they've got a package for KJ um, that hopefully maybe this is when they bring out the wild hog formation with a quarterback that can do more than just be a running threat. So, um, I don't know, maybe we see something fun from that. I mean, you usually see some, some of the new big wrinkles in you know, put in during a bye week uh, I think the bye week obviously fell at a perfect time. So, um,
0: you know, and this year we've got 2 bye bi-weeks.
1: Yeah. So. so, so I mean that, that definitely helps. So I like, you know, I like that they're traveling KJ. I was, I'm curious, you know, something that I, I, I wanted to ask Hutch if he was on was, um, you know, do they still plan to travel, you know, John Stephen Jones, obviously Hicks will travel, but, um, I don't know how many, I can't imagine they're going to travel for quarterbacks. So I would wonder if they're going to leave John Steven behind and, 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 roll with KJ and, and, you know, and it just tells me that they must have a package or maybe this is an opportunity they want KJ just to see what a road SEC environment's like. I don't know. Um, but I thought that was an interesting development. So, um,
0: another interesting development that I read, um, I think we've got all of our wide receivers back. Yeah. Healthy. Jones as well. Yeah. So should see a little bit out of Jordan this week, which will be nice. Somebody asked me a question I wanted to ask you this because again, I don't I don't answer questions of which I don't have full 100% knowledge of. Will we ever see Burks and Knox? And there was a third one. Oh, Shamar Nash on the field at the same time,
1: not this year. I mean, but in the future you will. I mean, you're not going to have a choice. I think you'll see that a lot next year. So, I, I'd love to see Jordan out there with those two guys, though. Yes. This week. Jordan's ability to stretch the field, his speed is is different. So, and, and then you take a guy like Starkle who can throw the ball down the field. Who is also and, getting better. Yeah, he, he'll he be fine. And that that's, that's, you know, I don't think there was any real concern that he would miss this game. Now, on the other side, so we start thinking about what Kentucky's dealing with. Um, Got to kind of give you some hope. You know, saw your so they're down in essence to their number. He's not even their number three quarterback if he plays. It's their wide receiver slash Randall Cobb esque fella um, in Lynn Bowden, and I mean he's he's a special talent. Um, but I was talking to a buddy earlier today, um, and and just kind of thinking this out loud. But you know, I hope so. You know, we always have so many issues with dual threat guys, you know, right? And we've seen that this year. We've had guys, but here's the deal about Bowden. He's not really a dual threat. He, he, he's a runner who is very limited as a passer. His only you know, real experience is in, in high school as a passer. And he was, I mean, a highly decorated quarterback, but again, more of a wildcat style quarterback. And so as, as we think about the game plan going in and how to do it, so Sawyer Smith is a, a big, hard to bring down, but slow guy. He's, he's a pocket guy. He's not going to scramble much. He can get a couple yards. Um, so I hope, and, and this will be telling I hope that Chavis comes with a ton of pressure. No matter who the well, that was going to be my question: is Can we stop Lynn Bowden? Yeah, and I've, the only the way you stop him is you bring pressure and you force him to make quick quick decisions. Because <laughs> do we have?
0: Do we have? And, and that's the biggest question on everybody's mind: is Do we have the press? Do we have the personnel to bring the pressure? Yes,
1: and we saw that against Texas A and M. I mean, the defensive line played pretty well against
0: against Texas. Which, A&M. by the way, man, uh, 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 Soli. Yeah, looks like he's getting the. uh He's getting the club off. Oh man, him having two hands is going to make a huge difference
1: because he's already undersized, so he'll actually be able to get hands on guys and and, and make some moves. So I like that. Um, a lot of what we saw at Texas A and M though
0: was more mental mistakes than anything.
1: There was a lot of mental mistakes, and, and there was just issues that, and hopefully they were things that have been cleaned up. Because if they were cleaned up and they play like they did in A and M with the mistakes cleaned up, they'll win this game.
0: With the, I mean, even with the exception of uh, with the exception of San Jose State and Colorado uh, against the Colorado State game and an A and M. We saw decent football again. You only you you, you split those. You, you you beat Colorado State, but you lose the A and M in the la- again the last play of the game. They're getting where they need to be. It's a slow process, and everybody hates it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and it's going to be a process. This, there's a, this is a deep hole that they're having to dig out of. So but we, I, I think the keys to the game this week have to be – it has to be pressure. You've got to get pressure on Bowden. You've got to make – you can't let him stand back there and look around and, and take opportunities to run on you. Very important to hold the edge. So so Jamario Bell and, and, and Soli are going to be huge pieces this week to, to make sure that they're holding down those edges. That's by far, I think, the most important piece. Do not let him get outside. <laughs> Um, and bring pressure from every angle. You can't confuse him because again, he he doesn't he doesn't really know what he's doing back there. They are going to purely rely on his athleticism to beat Arkansas if he's the guy in there. When Sawyer Smith's in there, you know what they're doing. They're throwing the football. They're going to try to hand the ball off. They're going to throw the football. Um, and and so they they've struggled with all of those things. I think I saw earlier. Um, I think I actually I think uh, Hutch actually put some stuff out um,
0: on the quarterbacks. Like
1: uh, I got it here.
0: But I mean one. I mean you agree. you I mean you agree that. Yeah, it's a deep hole. But we're coming we we are slowly making our way out of this hole.
1: Yeah, no, there's no question. I mean when you see again, it's funny that we say that the A and M game was probably the most complete game Close to complete game we've seen Arkansas play and we lost because we had so many mental mistakes and and you know, and I do think and, the
0: mental mistakes is what killed it. I, oh,
1: it was absolutely. I mean, you, you take the fifty yard. I know we still move the ball down the field, but you take the fifty yard play. You think of that one right off the bat where Burges yeah.
0: lined up wrong. And but, I, I do think I do think that that and again, CJ is a hell of a football player. Yeah, but I don't think I think he was looking for. Turning up field more than catching the football, and that's what caught him off guard on that last one because it hit him right in the chest. Had he caught that and just fell forward, it'd have been a touchdown. Well,
1: he no, he was he was turned backwards and he would have fell down. I, but I think that um, I think more than anything there, that ball split two defenders and there were hands in the way. I just think it was a matter of he just didn't he didn't see the ball well. But I saw this stat earlier on. So Sawyer Smith so when Terry Wilson got hurt um, for when Terry Wilson got hurt for the uh, for Kentucky initially. Um, Let's see. So Sawyer Smith came in, and, of course, his first start was against Florida, and they almost won. He was 23 of 35 for 267 yards and two touchdowns. He also ran for a score. Florida's defense is pretty good. So that's a concern if he can get off like that. Now, here's the difference, though. As he started to get banged up, other guys around him started to get banged up. He's So he completed 23 passes in his first game. He's completed 26 of
0: 73 since. That's 35%. Uh, okay so you get to him and and get in his face you yeah. disrupt you disrupt the pass you take away Kentucky's game altogether right absolutely and that's they don't they don't even have a running game
1: no they they're running game. and again their running game is going to be Lynn Bowden and I mean that's that's what they're going to try to do the big key for Kentucky is going to be their quarterback position and what happens there for Arkansas the key is going to be um you know getting pressure and then of course offensively Starkle has to play within the system we can't be made we can't and he make cannot mistakes. he
0: cannot make throws like he made against am.
1: Well, or like he did
0: against San Jose State. I yeah. mean,
1: you know, the, the th- again the throw that he got hurt on on the interception was a weird play anyway. It wasn't it wasn't a very a very well called play. Um, it was a, and then it was a bad decision he he and he even said it i think in the in his press conference either today or yesterday when they asked him and he said you know i basically made a bad play worse you know by going yeah. the pick and then also by trying to,
0: tackle trying to make a tackle. big old boy yeah.
1: so i mean i think he understands and again this is a learning process for the entire program players coaches everybody like they you know we as fans have sat here and dealt with this crap for 8 years and we're frustrated they're frustrated because they're learning, but having to try to fix it on the fly in, in in essence. And, and, you know, in in this day and age of college football, obviously we, you know, don't have a whole lot of patience. So, but, but as fans, we've got to, I've heard that word a lot this week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's not just for around football. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, We're not going to, we're not going to touch on that animal. But I mean, if you look at the stats for the season,
1: I mean, I know Will was pulling some stats a minute ago. Um, the, 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 well, where do, where do they rank nationally? Both. Do you still have that up? If you I, don't, it's okay. I don't, I don't have the rankings, but I have it in front of me. I mean, points per game is really close. Uh, points allowed per game is really close between the two
0: teams. What does ESPN's FPI say? I mean, what's their percentages?
1: Oh, oh I don't have the FPI in front of me. I just know. Well, actually, I take that back. The matchup predictor has, uh, according to the FPI, is an 80.2% <laughs> chance for Kentucky to win. So they're giving Arkansas a 20% chance.
0: Where are they? Well, we're,
1: uh, we're a six-and-a-half point dog. Um, on the year, Kentucky's three-and-two against the spread. We're two-and-three against the spread. Um, over unders kind of interesting at 53-and-a-half. I think defenses are going to kind of rule the day, or maybe they just think the offenses are so bad that it won't matter. But Probably. I mean, Arkansas has been really good. Pat, you said, what, 29th, I think? In 29th the, and pass defense. ninth in pass offense. So, pass offense. I mean, our pass offense has been good. Kentucky's pass def- defense has not been great. Um, their rush defense is bad, and while our rush offense has not been great, we've not given ourselves a lot of opportunities to to, to get the run game going. So this is also a game where I think they're rated in the nineties um, against the run, and we're like what eighties somewhere in there. But uh, as far as running the ball, but honestly, if we if we move the if we if we commit to the run game. Um, you know, Devall missed today, which there was no real reason. They they didn't release a reason why Devall missed today, but um, if they're able to run the ball, if you can see Boyd get twenty five to thirty touches, I think Arkansas wins the game. And, and of course, defensively, we're able to get pressure on their quarterbacks. Those are your two keys, I think. So,
0: will give me a, give me a score prediction.
2: Uh, 27 twenty seven nineteen Hogs. That
0: is the weirdest score prediction I think I have I've heard from you this year. 19 19 is a weird number 19
2: not really I mean
0: what do they do miss miss two extra points
2: no it's one touchdown and a bunch of field goals a bunch of field field goals goals. yeah I will take that every day yeah forcing four field goals Steve-O
1: so I have I have gone back and forth and I have been of the opinion a few times of being like you know I'm not going to pick Arkansas to win an SEC game until they win one and prove it's right so (laughs) no um, I was lucky I don't come across tail shake shaking. I have gone back and forth. Um, but I I'm, I'm don't think this is going to be as defensive as Will thinks. I think they hit the over. I think this is like a 34, 34 28 hogs. That's a high number. Well, again. I actually want to pick Arkansas to win by a little more than that, but I don't trust that we're going to be able to stop them enough. So uh-huh. um, I think that they're going to be able to get off a little bit. So I, I just – I'm going to take the Hogs in this one, 34-28.
0: All right. Mine wasn't all that great. I mean, it, you're not going to see, you know, the 55 that we had against Colorado State. You're not going to – I really think it's going to be, you know, mid-20s, mid uh, you know, um, 27-21, 28-21. Yeah. Um uh, just who do you have winning though? Arkansas. So we're all got Arkansas? Yeah. Wow. I think Arkansas is, this this is not just a you know, throw the chips down, see where they fall type thing. This is one of those you've got to play a one hundred percent the best game if you're gonna make any kind of improvement the rest of the season. You've still got LSU coming up, you still got Auburn, you still got Alabama, okay, you still got Mississippi State, and you still got Missouri at the end of the season you don't have very many chances to – especially playing an SEC game that you can make those adjustments that need to be made.
1: Yeah, well, and it's important to – I mean, just for the psyche of the team, I, you could change this, the outlook of this season in a heartbeat if you can win this game because, again, you can beat Mississippi State potentially. If you win this game, That you get Mississippi State at home, that's winnable. Um, you, can, you can beat – you should beat Western Kentucky – um, Missouri is a team that now Kelly Bryant seems to be okay. Doesn't seem to have any issues from the from the, the ugly
0: hit last week. But um, I, I, I saw the hit that you were yeah. talking about and. I didn't see what was so bad about it. I mean, he kind of his knees kind of buckled, but oh, it looked ugly
1: and it was a dirty hit. I I thought that no, nah, the,
0: the hit was dirty, but I I, I don't see where he could have gotten injured unless he rolled up an ankle or something. Oh, I thought his knee was
1: done, man. The way he took that, the way he took that from kind of the side angle, I thought for sure his knee was done. Um, I mean, hey, I don't know if you watched much of the the, the Niners game on Monday night, but um, you know, Uscheck took a hit there. Um, our you yeah, had to bring that up, didn't you? Well, you know, four now. So um, yeah, and then he had to throw the oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And our quarterback didn't throw four picks or three or whatever it was. <clears throat> so, Get the um, hell out of here with that. <laughs> that got the hell out of here with that. So um, yeah, that's but, a whole
0: other animal. That just yeah.
1: <laughs> but so, so do, you, do we have? Did, were you able to do power rankings this week? No, I don't have them, but I don't think they've changed much. From My, well.
0: Mine match up with exactly what ESPN's is. Yeah. Because I mean, everybody was – I mean, half the SEC was on a bye week. Yeah. There's and,
1: no real changes. I didn't see anything different. I mean – So and,
0: outside of the SEC, while we're wrapping up on our, on our show, outside of the SEC, what are some of the big matchups you guys are looking at this week? What do you got? Cause I've got Texas OU, and Katie is a Texas fan, so I, you know I'm going to be pulling for OU. See ya. Go Sooners and Jalen and – and again – I mean, she she likes to bring up the point that they had a one percent chance of winning last year and pulled off the upset, but they didn't have Jalen Hurts last year.
1: Yeah, so one, I'm highly disappointed that Oklahoma and Bob—I mean, not Bob Stoops, but uh, Lincoln Riley—Lincoln Riley—and them have come out and said they won't do horns down because I think that's just sissified with Texas and their crybabiness. But um, I I don't even know that I'll, I don't even know that I'll watch that game like. Other than just to laugh, if Texas is getting the crap beat out of them, Florida LSU. I mean, I guess we're talking outside the SEC, but Florida LSU is a is obviously well,
0: yeah. I mean, game. if there's an, if there's one inside the SEC, that, yeah,
1: top ten. I mean, I mean, you, you
0: can't you can't overlook that one.
1: And you got Alabama A and M. So I mean, you, you there are some there are some
0: really good. My
1: app is being really dumb right now, so I don't know, I don't know why my thing my, my scores
0: aren't. Well, bad, I'm I'm. What do you guys think of a State? I mean, they're three and three. Well, they're off this week. No, they are they. Yeah. I thought I saw.
1: Yeah, they're off this week. They got the bye week. Oh no. Oh, okay. Well,
0: because they play next Thursday. <laughs> yeah, they play next Thursday. That's why. Yeah. And then UCA. UCA slipped from tenth to sixteenth.
1: Yeah, they they've taken a couple hits, Honestly, I, I, I hate to say it. I haven't paid a whole lot of attention. To I. UCA, it's
0: hard but. to watch those teams unless you're actually there.
1: Well, or you have ESPN Plus. You can watch Arkansas State next Thursday though. They're going to be on ESPNU. So, and We can talk about that on Monday. So, but so we're all picking Arkansas to win. I'm a little surprised by that. I, I kind of wish I'd picked him to lose just so I could be different, but I don't know. Anyway, so I think we're going to get it. I think we're going to get that first SEC win. Uh oh. Wheels, wheels, yeah, wheels cooking on something. Yeah,
0: I, I know. He boy, he sat up, didn't
1: he? Yeah, he did. He's got something cooking.
2: Okay, so if it's never you good when Arkansas, he starts out like that. Yeah, if <laughs> you say Arkansas loses this game. And it was just kind of a complete failure by the whole team. Okay. What coordinator slash position coach do you think has the highest chance of not coming back next year?
0: Joe Craddock.
2: You think so? Yes. So if his offense comes out and scores 34 points, but yet we lose, you know, 35, 34, you still think that's the possibility? I think our offensive line coaches. Well, and, and maybe, but okay. you, you got to go ahead, Steve. Well,
1: I. So I've been on the bandwagon of, of Chavis being the first one to go, just because of you know, but some of his schemes. I mean, but again, here's here's where we have to look at it when we start talking about coordinators and, and other position guys that have got to go. They're not working with a whole lot, so I mean, even on the defensive side, you look at linebacker. Um, it's a mess I mean outside of scooter what do you truly have that that you feel I mean you got bumper pool you got scooter and then you got a walk on in Morgan and and then you got Hayden Henry and, and two undersized guys who just you know I mean for for as, as, as much hard as they got and as good as they are you know it's again it's 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 kind of tough
0: you know so I mean, I, but 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 you have to look at it from from a standpoint of Morris is gonna stay, but yeah, I agree. I mean, some of the position coaches may go, but are you asking as far as coordinators or just coach in the coaching staff? Period.
2: Any any of the coaches, if if there was some, something in this game that the offensive line piece. coach
0: needs to needs to go but it all depends on, but Steve, you and I've talked about it. It it, it all depends on which, which group looks, you know, the worst, doesn't it? Well, I don't think worst is the word I was looking for. Yeah. So it's
1: hard. I Honestly, it's going to be really hard to evaluate even at the end of the year, because again, they're working with so little there's talent there, but it's young talent or new talent. Again, we've talked about this. We beat it to death, but um, you know, Look Dustin Fry, Dustin Fry's a popular name to throw out to get rid of just because he he doesn't have a whole lot of experience at this level, which really none of them but Chavis do. Um, he's, you know, but what he's, would it
0: take to bring Sam Pittman back? Yeah, not
1: <laughs> but I mean, it, it's so I mean from that standpoint though, Fry, he's done a good job on the recruiting trail. I mean, he's got some guys, he's got some guys committed. I mean, Ricky Stromberg was kind of a diamond in the rough they found late. Um, and, 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 I mean, he was a legacy to Oklahoma and we got him, um, you know, so he's brought the, you know, brought Myron in who hopefully will show out this week and prove why he's here. Um, he's got Takias Crawford committed right now. Who's, I mean, if, and we're going I'm gonna talk about him in just a second, but, um, and then, you know, we have got some, you know, so it, again, it's really hard to evaluate these guys and say, somebody has to go. And and I mean, now obviously, if they lay an egg offensively this week, then you get all eyes are on Craddock. Or or like like Will said, if they put up thirty, but Kentucky puts up forty-five with their offensive problems, then there's some questions on the defensive side. I don't care what kind of scheme or what kind of what kind of talent you have. The fact is, is that you're struggling on defense, and and the guy that leads it is not making it any better. Right. uh, You know, by giving up forty to Kentucky with a fourth string
0: quarterback who's a wide receiver. So I mean, it's. I really hope you didn't just jinx us, but that's just me. So. Final couple of minutes here, and you're you're still putting together your your recruiting show. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, we don't have a launch date. We've had a couple of setbacks, uh, apparently, um, and that's yeah, totally okay. But so so we're gonna give you le- the le- next couple of minutes and, and give us a rundown of what the recruiting looks like. Um, right now as it stands well
1: so just a couple things i just wanted to touch on a few things because this has been the hot topic so um uh, martavis french is a four-star linebacker out of memphis whitehaven who's been committed for a bit um he's got two teammates who on some you know rivals has got them rate, all of them rated four stars um you've got uh, to mcdonald uh martavis french and uh, bryson eason are the three linebackers they all want to play to play play at the same school um, and all of them would have committed back in the summer if Arkansas would have just offered McDonald. There are some questions with McDonald. Yes. Yeah, so what's going? As, I was going
0: to ask, what was going on there?
1: Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know a lot, and I don't want to get into it because I'm not going to talk down on a 17-year-old kid, but um, there's some character concerns, I believe, and there's some concerns as to whether or not he's actually going to end up on a college campus. So before this past week happened, um, French went to Tennessee. He's from Memphis. Um, so McDonald, obviously, also McDonald is currently committed to Mississippi State. Um, Eason's kind of the swing guy, you know, which direction they want to get him to go and, and where he's going to end up. But they all three want to play together. They All three had offers from Tennessee, Mississippi State, so they, they could go. Well, Tennessee just made offers to all of them. So they went to Tennessee. Um, had a phenomenal visit from all from everything that I've read. Um, Even if they're well terrible, I don't understand that part. Other anyway, so I don't get that side of it um, and, and why. But so, um, but what was really interesting was afterwards uh, they 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 talked to French and who, who who's called Frenchie if you follow him on Twitter, and his comments were you know we all three want to play at the same place. And Arkansas hasn't offered McDonald, so that kind of tells you what's going to happen. I mean, that was his—that was his quote, and so of course, everyone in Razorback Nation who follows Twitter has been losing their mind, or follows recruiting has been losing their minds. You know, offer McDonald, offer McDonald, and from everything that I've seen, it's they're not—they're not, they're not going to offer McDonald. Well, lo and behold, on Tuesday or Monday, he got an offer. So we'll see if it's too late. Um, that's concerning because you have to. There's no backups. There there are no backup options at linebacker right now, unless they're going to jump in the transfer portal um, or a juco guy. At this point, it's it's a scary situation at what
0: linebacker could look like if they don't get these guys. These guys are extremely important to what they're bringing in. So um, my that, biggest my biggest question is, I think everybody's question on, on, on their minds are they sec caliber? Oh, without a doubt. Size? Yes. I mean, these guys are difference. Makers. And I know that's an obvious question because you know everybody's. If you're listening to it right now, they're all going, you have no idea what you're talking about, and we're turning you off. No, I was asking an obvious question to get more information for those that don't
1: know. No, you're right. I mean, and they are. These guys, we haven't recruited linebackers like that. I mean – Again, Scooter, Dre Greenlaw, those you see those guys, those are SEC linebackers. These guys have every bit of the size. They're a little bigger, a little faster. They, they match with the SC, what other SEC teams have. I mean, and there's a reason why everybody in the SEC wants them. I mean, and there's a reason why everybody in the SEC has offered all three of them because they understand that they've got to offer all three to get them. And so, from that aspect, I think it's it's extremely important that they make they make headway there. The other piece before we get going, it's really – this is – and I'm so, I wish I had, like, really good recruiting news, um, but it's going to be really up and down between now and the end of the season, depending on how many wins we have. Right. Um, the other one that's really concerning, and only because I – and maybe I'm reading way too into this, but um, – so – I don't, do we know what we're calling the uh, the Chad Morse helicopter yet? So is it the pork chopper? I mean, I don't know what we're Wait, calling I, it, I've
0: never even heard an official name for it. I don't know
1: that there is one. But anyway, he flew into uh, Texarkana over the weekend. Oh,
0: yeah, I remember this one. Is this uh, the one where the kid was like, I saw his chopper land and all I was like, that's yeah. it. <laughs> well,
1: he went down to see, I think it's Landon Jackson, who's at PG, at Pleasant Grove, um, and then Tacias Crawford, who's currently committed to Arkansas. Tacias Crawford um, is an extremely highly rated lineman. Um, we have to have Tykeus Crawford. It, 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 this is a huge piece that Arkansas needs on the offensive line. Right. Um, and maybe I'm reading too much into this comment, but um, the, he was asked in in an interview. This is actually an interview with um, with HogSports.com. Um, he was asked that uh, he was at, they asked him a couple different things and in, in talking about his conversations uh, with Joe Craddock um, or with, and with Coach Trailer. And he said, uh, he said, well, number one, they were just asking about my grades. He said, they want to make sure I'm eligible to go play D1 and not JUCO. So apparently there are some major concerns as to whether or not he's going to make it on campus from a grade standpoint. Um, because he said, he's not JUCO because they said there's nothing wrong with playing JUCO, but they believe I'm way better than a JUCO player and working on grades and improving as a player. That concerns me. Like, I really hope he gets his grades and and everything together because that's one you can't miss on. Like, no matter the reason, if he decommits and goes somewhere, you cannot lose this kid. That is, they're bringing in some linemen, but this is a centerpiece of what you can
0: build your offensive line around. This guy is that talented. So, last question before we get out of here. If we lose, I mean, if we start, uh, is this the downfall of Chad Morris if we start losing recruits? I don't know that it's the downfall.
1: I think it's where, the, where we have to start. A lot of it depends on how the season finishes. So, obviously, if these guys go, you know, 2-10 or, or, you know, 3-9 you know, even, um, there's obviously some massive concern because you're going to lose the recruits. Now the shiny newness of, well, you know, he's a great recruiter. That's what he can do. Well, now the, you already hear the questions he can't coach. And, and that's already being thrown about. Well, now he can't recruit because he loses these guys. So I said this from the beginning of the year. They had to get to that five, four or five win mark to kind of maintain a decent recruiting. But if they wanted to continue doing what they did last year, they really needed to get to five or six wins this year. And that didn't sound like a lot, but with what they needed to do, they had to try to get to that six-win plateau if possible to be able to keep And it's recruiting. still likely. I wouldn't say but likely. A, it's
0: still possible. Um, it's still possible, but a lot of things have to happen. Yeah,
1: but again, at this point, it's about growth in the program, and they—they, they, you know—they're going to have to circle the wagons here and really push to keep these guys on board and to get a few more pieces logged in. Because, you know, Crawford. I mean, if he doesn't have the grades, that's not on the staff. You can't blame the staff for a guy not having the grades. But if you lose out on three guys that you would have had committed two or three months ago. Because you refuse to offer one guy that everyone else is offering, because everyone sees the writing on the wall that the only way you're only way you're getting two is to offer one. Offer the guy. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? He doesn't make it to campus. He gets here and gets in trouble and gets kicked off the team. You still got the other two. So yeah. I mean, offer the guy.
0: Get it over with. Yeah. So all right. Depending on the outcome, Saturday night. Yep. We may do a post game reaction immediately following. Or we may just hold it over and uh, do it Sunday afternoon, like we normally do, just depending on how it, you know, how it turns out. Um, so just just get on Facebook. Yep. Go to the Natural State
1: Sports page. Yep. And and I'm sure I know there's a way you can do it where you click where you get notifications every time we go live, and just make sure. You there's a way it. you can do that, and you'll be you'll be all set. So yeah.
0: We should probably figure now, that out. Now, yes. are you are you going to join us this weekend? No i <laughs> I have plans. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> I you could have you could have softened the blow
1: there, no. Stevo. Watch for my um, watch for my um, we, unedited um commentary on Twitter. I'm
0: gonna be watching your um, Twitter
1: feed. But other than that, no, we have plans this weekend. Um, I'm gonna be um anyway. Yeah, no, yeah, I have plans. Whoa, this weekend. whoa, just yeah. well,
0: you got anything before we get out of here, buddy?
2: No, let's just take care of business this weekend.
0: I heard that, Stevo. You know, man, I'm I'm final thoughts? Just uh. I, I, I want to see
1: what we had two weeks ago against Texas A&M, but I want to see it result in a win. There it is. You've been listening
0: to Inside the Natural State. We will see you next week. So long, everybody. Remember to join us every week as Zach and Steve bring the best in fan reaction to Arkansas sports. Follow us on social media for the best of fan-driven, unfiltered content.